0: VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck.
1: Welcome to Go Green Radio. Happy Friday to you all. I'm so glad you could be with us. Um, You know how I am. I'm an enthusiastic gal, and every show thrills me to death. But today, I've got to say that we have got a show that has really got me excited. Um, We are going to be talking about some really revolutionary things that are going on in my favorite sport, baseball. And we are going to be talking to some baseball leagues and a team that are really taking this idea of going green All the way. And I'm pretty excited about it. I spent a lot of my childhood growing up in baseball stadiums. In fact, a little piece of personal bio. For those of you out there who are St. Louis Cardinals fans, I was at Bush Stadium on Lou Brock's last day, his last game. I remember when they pulled him during the seventh inning and everybody was standing and crying. And, uh, of course, I was just a child then, naturally. I'm I'm not going to give away my age. but, But I love baseball. And the fact that baseball is going green is really great news. And we are going to be joined today by two individuals. Top of the hour, we're talking to Justin Sellers. He's the assistant commissioner of the Coastal Plain League uh, Baseball League out on uh, the East Coast, North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina. There are 14 teams. They are doing the nation's very first baseball green week with all 14 teams in their league. We're going to be talking with him in a moment. And then at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have Brad Moore. He's officially the assistant director of field operations at the – Cleveland Indians baseball team, uh, the progressive field in Cleveland, Ohio. But he is fondly known as the Green Guru of the tribe. And so we're going to be talking to him about how the Cleveland Indians have gone green and what he's done and really shown some leadership within Major League Baseball to go green. Well, first of all, it is my pleasure to welcome to Go Green Radio Justin Sellers, the Assistant Commissioner of the Coastal Plain League. Justin, welcome to Go Green Radio.
2: Thank you, Jill. It's great to be here.
1: Oh, it's great to have you. Now, you're the Assistant Commissioner of the Coastal Plain Baseball League. This is a, a league for college-age students, I believe. Before we talk about your efforts to Go Green, share with our Go Green radio listeners something about your baseball league. Kind of kind of, give us the history and, and tell us what you're all about. Certainly.
2: Um, like you said, we're a college summer baseball league um, where college players come to develop their skills. Uh, we're a wood bat league, um, so it obviously helps them prepare for the next level that they want to get to, professional baseball. Uh, we were founded and started by our president and commissioner, Pete Bach, and our chairman and CEO, Jerry Pettit, back in 1997 and started off with six teams in North Carolina alone uh, we're now heading into our 13th season in 2009 and feature 14 teams across North Carolina and South Carolina and Virginia. Um, in North Carolina, we have nine franchises, uh, Forest City Owls, the Gastonia Grizzlies, Ashboro Copperheads, Thomasville High Toms, Wilson Tobbs. Theabel Swamp Dogs, Edenton Steamers, Wilmington Sharks, and the Outer Banks Daredevils on the coast, uh, and then in South Carolina where you have two teams in the Columbia Blowfish and the Florence Red Wolves, and then in, in Virginia the three teams with Martinsville Mustangs, the Petersburg Generals, and the Peninsula uh, Pilots up in Hampton, Virginia. But um, I used to live
1: in Columbia, South Carolina, as a matter of fact, so I know the the blowfish, so that's that's awesome. And uh, you guys have had some pretty amazing success with actually moving some of your players on up the ranks, haven't you?
2: absolutely uh we've had roughly 3500 players come through the CPL in our previous 12 years and over 600 of them drafted by major league baseball teams uh we had last year alone 115 players drafted and and uh uh even more impressive we've got 31 guys that are former alums that have gone on to make their major league debuts uh 15 of those in the last 3 years so for the fans listening out there you know we've got such household names as kevin nickelis of the boston Red Sox, Ryan Zimmerman of the Washington Nationals, Justin Verlander of the Detroit Tigers, Joe Smith of the Cleveland Indians, uh, Mark Reynolds of the Arizona Diamondbacks, and even more notable, uh, kind of an interesting fact, uh, we had a former alum that played with the Cleveland Indians, Tom Masney, who was a pitcher and was the first-ever Indonesian-born player in Major League Baseball history when he debuted with them. Um, and now Tom's playing in Japan uh, with the Yokohama Bay Stars, and it's the first uh, alum in our league to go play professionally in another country. So, um, you know, all in all, this past season, heading into this current season, we've got uh, 37 players representing 25 of the 30 major league baseball teams in spring training. So, uh, we've had great success with our with our program here and what we do as far as our teams trying to get our kids the development that they need to get to that next level and witness their dreams.
1: Well, and obviously, you're succeeding in that. I mean, you know, for having only been around since 1997, that's a tremendous track record of success. Major League Baseball ought to be hovering around you guys. Whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. And what's really neat is that now, with this effort to go green, you're, you're, you're kind of taking this development to a holistic level, developing, you know, the whole community, developing the players um, in, a, in a very 21st century kind of way. I love this. Now, um, one of your teams uh, contacted me last year. I think they just found the Go Green initiative on the website, and they asked me to help them go green. Now, tell me from your perspective as the league assistant commissioner, how did that effort turn out, and what did they do? Uh, what did they do that caught the league's attention so that now this year you're taking going green to a league-wide level?
2: Yeah, um that was our Petersburg Generals uh franchise. They uh directly contacted you and, and with your help were able to throw a, a go green night and give away uh reusable shopping bags if I remember correctly. But we had several teams, um, you know, Forest City, Florence and Fayetteville, Wilmington, Gastonia Peninsula, just to name a few that actually participated with the Go Green Knights last year. And so, um, you know, all in all the the efforts that they put in and the feedback that we heard back from not only the teams but the fans and the community, you know, I, I thought it was all well received and uh, great nights for for everybody all all around in our league.
1: I love it, and and I do remember that's that is what they gave away. We have um, a, a grocery, a reusable grocery bag that's part of our giveaways, like when we have conferences and whatnot. And we shipped as many as we could out to them, and um, and it was it was a great relationship, and I'm so thrilled just. Yesterday your league uh, sent out a press release saying that you know your organization and my organization the Go Green initiative have partnered to really make this Green Week a success. I really see you guys as role models within the baseball world. I mean taking this to a league-wide level and not just saying, you know, we've got a web page about how we want to go green, but each team is going to be doing something and we're going to talk in a little bit about what the teams are going to be doing. Um, as part of the the CPL Green Week. But first, you know, I know that Major League Baseball put out a call for Major League Baseball teams to go green. And from what I can tell from the website, a handful of teams have done a few things. And, in fact, a few of the teams have done a lot of things. And we're going to be talking with Brad Moore from the Cleveland Indians in just a little bit. But your league is really coming on strong. And thanks to your leadership, the entire league of 14 teams is going to be conducting this week-long green week. I, how were you able to get buy-in from the teams to do this? I know you mentioned that some of the teams were already doing it, but for the ones that were not, what did you say to them? How how'd you get them on board?
2: Well, uh, you know, actually it's been kind of a joint effort for all of our teams involved. You know, obviously there were teams that had done something last year in 2008, but during our last league meeting where all of our franchises are underneath one roof and talking about different ideas of how we can better our league, um, you know, the topic of promotional nights that worked best last year came up, and the one that kept, you know, getting a lot of attention among our owners and general managers and and league office staff was that of the Green Knights. And so each team that did something last year kind of talked about what they did specifically, um, you know, and we just kind of started brainstorming from there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've been working on uh, with our general managers and with our owners, um, myself and our commissioner, Pete Bach, and, and uh, you know, trying to form the best way of going green. And, and our idea... Um, as a collective body at that meeting was, what if we did a Go Green Week? You know, we're, we're hoping to make this something that we can do now and throughout the season and, and beyond, but what if we devoted an entire week to raising awareness of going green and work together as a league, all 14 teams participating right. in different activities to do so?
1: Well, and I know you're still in the planning stages, but what types of things are you guys talking about for the team and the league to be doing during Green Week specifically?
2: Well, uh, we partnered up with our hat company, Zephyr Hats, and are going to be doing a green adjustable hat that is going to be worn on our on the field for our, by our players and our coaches, kind of as an on-field example of our teams going green. Um, I know our office, the league office, and several other teams are looking to go green in their own offices, whether that's you know printing on both sides of the paper or recycling paper. Um, you know, we're we're I'm currently working on our 2009 media guide and am going to be looking to get that printed on recycled paper for the first time Um, and that's something that's seen by all of our teams, seen by all of our media I know a lot of our teams are interested in doing the same for their game programs and two of them, Fable and Thomasville, already get theirs done on uh, newspaper Um, Uh so it's something that'll take a big impact for us but you know, just all in all, doing things uh, around the ballpark to try to go green. Our Forest City franchise has added in uh hand blowers in the bathrooms to conserve the, the amount of paper usage and paper towels. Um, you know, recycling, installing recycling programs for recycling cans and and plastic bottles. Um, doing community cleanups and for our teams closer to the water, uh, beach, beach sweeps. With the players involved to try to help clean up our local environments. And, uh, you know, we've got a, a large amount of people that we touch every year. We had 534,000 people last season alone. And so reading off important information about going green and, and important facts through our PA announcements and through our CPL webcast, which is our internet broadcasting of our games, can get that word out and help raise awareness in not only our communities, but worldwide.
1: Wow. <laughs> Justin, this is so exciting. I am so proud to be a partner with the Coastal Plain League on this, and you guys continue to amaze me. We have about a minute before break. Give us some idea of how you're going to measure success. How will you know that this was a big thumbs up with the fans and with the players?
2: Well, you know, we definitely want to raise awareness, and I know we'll touch touch with uh, a lot of fans that way, but, you know, collecting Uh, how many tons of plastic bottles or cans we can collect or how much trash we actually are able to clean up off of our communities. Um, You know, we're going to have some teams that are going to be playing day games during that week Mm -hmm. and throughout the season. And, you know, how much electricity are we saving in real numbers, um, you know, to kind of help us balance that out. But, uh, you know, our Forest City franchise gave me some numbers last year that when they did theirs, they recycled two-and-a-half tons of plastic. And even more impressively, you know, 75% of the plastic bottles they sold in their stadium were recycled.
0: Well,
1: and we're going to talk more about this after the break. Justin's going to be back with us for more Go Green Radio in just a moment.
0: your world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com.
2: Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi. You can trust me. I'm African American, just like you. So here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure that we get your house when you can't pay us back. What a lovely house. Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A
0: public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council. Radio-
3: at 1 p.m. PST right here on the Voice America channel.
2: Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like... Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people, grunt if you have to. Grunt. yeah be like oh uh, 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 uh. there you go
0: you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent when you adopt a child from foster care just being there makes all the difference to learn more call one 200 4005 a public service announcement brought to you by adopt us kids the u.s department of health and human services and the ad council the internet's number one talk station number one talk station VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to more Go Green Radio. Today's show is all about baseball,
1: America's favorite pastime. I grew up around baseball fields, and the fact that baseball is going green is thrilling to me. And we are really blessed to have two awesome guests today. Right now we are talking to the assistant commissioner of the Coastal Plain League Baseball a League out on the East Coast. They've got teams in Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina. and We've been talking with him about their upcoming Green Week this season. Later in the hour, we're going to be talking to Brad Moore, uh, known as the Green Guru for the Cleveland Indians. He's helped turn their stadium, called Progressive Stadium, uh, into a really great green resource and uh, and, and treasure, truly, of uh, the Cleveland Indians. So we are back with Justin Sellers, the Assistant Commissioner of CPL, the Coastal Plain League. Justin, thanks again for being on Go Green Radio.
2: Absolutely, my pleasure.
1: Now, right before we went to the break, for those of you who have just joined us, Justin was talking about what I think is probably the most important part of what they're planning to do this year with their Green Week, and that is measure success. You know, it's one thing to talk about going green. It's even you know better to to do some things that are green, but, you know, it's not just about a feel-good program. At the end of a program like what uh, Justin and the CPL is looking to do with their baseball teams, I think it's really important to answer the the big question on everybody's mind. So what? (laughs) Everybody wants to know, okay, so we recycle this stuff, so we save some energy. What does it really matter? What's the net effect? And and Justin was talking about some of the ways that they're going to measure success in real numbers so that the fans and the players and the media around Coastal Plain League, baseball league, can really understand the impact of what they've done, what they've accomplished by going green. And, Justin, I want you to continue on that vein. For folks who are just joining us, um, talk some more about how you're going to be measuring the success of the CPL Green Week.
2: Well, I think it's something that, you know, we can find out through our recycling programs, you know, like how many tons of plastic bottles and cans we've collected and what that equates to, um, you know, I'm hoping with working with your uh, initiative go green initiative program and and others to to try to find out you know what that overall number turns into and when you talk about a real number in go green measures and so you know with our day games you know how much electricity do we normally use in a game and so if we have five or ten games that go day games you know what does that equate into of electricity saving what how many you know televisions or whatnot can you power off of that and uh you know, like I had mentioned right before we went to commercial. You know, our Far City franchise last year—they'd um, had a recycling program in house as well, as well as other teams, but they actually found out through their um, their waste collection company that the two and a half tons of plastic they recycled uh, basically equated into seventy-five percent of the plastic bottles that they sold in their stadium that whole season. That's and incredible. To be able to do something like that is pretty incredible.
1: It is, and, and what I'm going to help you do through the measurements that we use with the Go Green initiative is when you feed me that tonnage, when you say we've recycled this many tons of plastic, paper, aluminum, whatever it is that you're going to be collecting, I'm going to run that through an EPA-sponsored calculator, and we're going to be able to come back on Go Green Radio and tell your fans and tell everybody that you avoided X number of metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions we're going to tell folks how many BTUs of electricity you avoided using, how many barrels of oil you save, and how many gallons of water that you save. So we'll be able to get some really tangible environmental benefits um, to what you're doing. So folks, look forward to that because Justin and I and the, the players and the, and the team franchise are going to work closely together to make sure that when this is over, we can come back and say, we'll answer your question, the so what of it all. Um, We'll be able to say, this is what's what. This is what it did for the communities um, in North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina, who were lucky enough to have these teams doing all this waste diversion and recycling. Now, Justin, you know, for several generations, baseball has been an important part of American culture. From Little League to the pros, you know, it's really a family tradition for a lot of us. And so you guys have an amazing opportunity to impact kids and their parents and their grandparents when they visit the ballpark. What do you hope that the kids and the families who visit the ballpark, your ballparks this summer, will learn or, um, or think about as a result of your efforts to go green?
2: Well, I think it's got to start somewhere. And as everybody knows, as a sports fan, you know, our children love looking up to these people as heroes. And... Uh, the key with our environment is what we tend to do now that will create a better lifestyle for our children. So, you know, with the children, with our children being the key to the future, you know, showing them that their favorite hometown sports teams, whether that's Fayetteville Swamp Dogs or, or the Columbia Blowfish or the Peninsula Pilots you know, that their teams and their players are interested in recycling, that they're interested in going green and to help the better the environment and that they're getting out and doing something about it now. And I think if they can do that, then we can create a very positive impression on our youth as a whole. And, you know, just like you said, I mean, that, that, that spreads within the family. And so what we do in our ballparks, this season and next season and seasons to come to help go green and better our local environment will hopefully spread not only to the fans that come, but the fans that hear about our message and the go green consciousness will spread amongst them.
1: Oh, Justin, I mean, wow, that's such a powerful statement that you just gave us there. I mean, not only to recognize what a significant role your players and your teams can have in the community, but um, such forward thinking. I mean, that. That was really a powerful statement, and and I will likely want to play that over and over again <laughs> when we get the <laughs> podcast ready. You know, just thank you for that. That was that was really amazing, and I hope that you have a lot of fans out there who are going to be hearing you and and listening to this podcast and really appreciating the CPL's commitment to the development of their children in a positive way. I, I just I love it when role models who whether they choose to accept that you know position or not people who are role models for kids really own that position and do their best um, to teach kids the right thing. And I just love what you just said. Now, where do you see this Green Week concept going over the next two to five years? I mean, the CPL is the first league of its kind to do this in the nation. So you're a natural leader and you have a natural leadership role in this effort to go green. What do you hope to see happen when other leagues start to follow your lead?
2: Well, uh, hopefully we'll have a positive impact, um, and I think we will uh, you know the biggest measurement outside of what we talked about a l- little bit ago with real numbers is is that of the amount of awareness that we can raise, and you know being able to to show that message in our ballparks and our fans and to realize that you know it takes them too, and it takes our communities. Um, all of us have to work together to help our environment. And you know, if we can help make our fans more aware of just the little things they can do to help go green, like just you know, instead of throwing the plastic bottle away in the trash can, go two feet over to the right, and there's a recycling bin, mm-hmm. and put it in there. And um, you know, it's something that we're although we're doing a whole Go Green Week, it's something we're planning on doing the entire season, and for you the off season and years to come. So, you know, two to five years and even further down the road, you know, I'm hoping this is something that we continue to just keep growing and growing. And as far as, you know, the possibility of it spreading to other teams or leagues out there and other sports as well as baseball, you know and I would love to have that. You know, I think anybody that uh, is conscious about helping the environment would agree. And so, you know, the possibilities for this becoming something bigger than it originally is imagined are definitely very good.
1: Well, I think you're right, and I think your potential to have a ripple effect is pretty big. And in fact, I know there's somebody out there listening. One of you Go Green Radio listeners out there knows Bud Selig. He needs to get in touch with Justin Sellers because, um, you know, the... the Coastal Plain League might very well be the tail that wags the dog because, you know, Major League Baseball wants their teams to go green, but they haven't all done it, and you're taking an entire league in doing this, Justin. So I- I'm hoping that Major League Baseball accepts, you know, willingly and, and readily uh, some of the best practices that you're going to, to develop through this Go Green week and you you might be the tail that wags the dog um have you have you had any phone calls from Bud yet?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet, but uh you know we we're proud to be associated with Major League Baseball through you know the the player development we have and, and scouts coming to our games um and our organization being partnered up with Peabuck professional baseball umpire corporation, so we have ties there um It would be great you know if we could somehow partner up our league, the Coastal Plain League, with Major League Baseball or a professional club as far as, you know, Making this even bigger uh, and impacting more people uh, in our Go Green Week, but you know I, I, I commend uh, Bud Selig and, and Major League Baseball and its teams for making huge strides. Uh, and a lot of our teams, the Cleveland Indians, as you, I know your next guest is representing um, the Nationals, the Phillies, uh, even the Rays. Both those two teams in the World Series last year, doing things in their ballparks to help go green. And I know, uh, you know, and I'm sure uh, Brad will talk to it some next year, but I'm next segment, but. You know, with regards to progressive field, I know they've added solar panels, uh, Mm -hmm. to their ballpark. The Washington Nationals brand new ballpark that opened last year is, is LEED certified. Um, so from our standpoint, we think it's great that MLB has taken this initiative and we hope that our Go Green Week in the Coastal Plain League will help echo that importance and, um, create a positive buzz for our league and that it'll reach the ears of, you know, minor league and major league baseball and maybe start something that we can work on together.
1: Well, let me see if I can help with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Brad and uh, see if I can play Go Green Cupid here on Go Green Radio today. And <laughs> you never know, <laughs> Justin. Thank you so much for joining us on Go Green Radio, folks. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this commercial break with Brad Moore of the Cleveland
3: Indians. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26 percent, 43 percent, or 14 percent? stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com you're listening to go green radio with your host jill buck
1: We're having a blast today. If you are a sports fan, if you're into baseball like I am, then you're having fun. I'm having a blast. We are talking about baseball going green. And we just heard from Justin Sellers, who's the assistant commissioner of the Coastal Plain League, And they are planning a a big Go Green week, and I'm really proud to be associated with them. My organization, the Go Green Initiative, has partnered with them to help them really, really do a great job of educating their fans and and creating some real environmental change that we can measure. Um, We'll be able to tell you how many tons of materials they have recycled and, furthermore, what that environmental impact equates to. Well, I'm pleased to death that we have our next guest. His name is Brad Moore, He is officially the Assistant Director of Ballpark Operations for the Cleveland Indians, but he's affectionately known as the Green Guru, and he has taken progressive field and made it truly progressive in terms of going green, and we are going to talk to him about how he has accomplished that. Brad, thank you for joining us on Go Green Radio. Very, very happy to be here, Jill. Thank you very much. You bet. Now, I have read the press releases, but I want Go Green Radio listeners to hear it straight from you. What have you done to make Progressive Field in Cleveland, Ohio, green? What is that all about?
4: (laughs) Well, we've done a number of things. Um, We have a very, very comprehensive recycling program here. Um, We use biodegradable and compostable uh, vended beer and Pepsi cups and uh, biodegradable Team shop retail bags and cutlery as well. Um, installing a lot of LED and fluorescent lights to get rid of the uh, old incandescence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the the most unexpected and exciting thing that we have done is we actually have uh, some solar power here at Progressive Field. We have a 42 panel pavilion uh, wow. up on our our upper deck concourse, uh, facing directly south. At a forty-five degree angle, Um, it's it's rated about eight point four kilowatt hours. Um, And so far, since we installed it in June of '07, uh, we've generated over thirteen thousand seven hundred kWh. Wow! Yeah, which it's it's pretty exciting. I mean, it's 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 unexpected, and it's a great thing for our fans and for the community.
1: Now, are you guys the only Major League Baseball team that has solar like that on the stadium?
4: Uh, we are not. Uh, we were the first American League team. Okay. Um, the San Francisco Giants, Colorado Rockies, and more recently, Boston Red Sox uh, all have solar arrays. Um, the the Rockies, Giants, and the Indians um, use it for electricity generation, and the Red Sox uh, use it to heat up some of their hot water.
1: Oh, the tubs, the hot water tubs, that would yeah. be my guess in the locker room. That's a great idea. Well, tell us, Brad, how has the tribe reacted? What's the fan reaction to what you're doing to go green at the ballpark?
4: Well, it, it, it's, it's pretty interesting because, as I said, fans don't really expect this mm-hmm. uh, from, from a baseball team.
1: It's true. It's really true. That's and why I think it's it, a great story.
4: It, it is. It's neat. And, and if I may, the genesis of the, of the solar pavilion um, was the National Solar Convention was actually in Cleveland in '07. And they were looking for a project to do, and we were looking for a sustainable project as well. So we we teamed up with Green Energy Ohio and the Cleveland Foundation, which is a local philanthropic organization, and got this project completed uh, in time uh, so the attendees of the solar convention could come on over and and take a look at it at the ballpark. How long Um, did it take to put up? Oh, probably about three months. Um, We actually broke a cardinal rule that we have and actually permitted construction uh, during the season in the public area. Uh, that's how important it is to us.
1: What about um, fan access to this? I mean, can, can people see it very easily when they're in progressive absolutely, field?
4: Absolutely, and that's the, that's the neat part of it. It's right on the concourse, and in fact, um, there's a concession stand underneath <laughs> solar panels. Uh, it's raised about 15 feet off of, off of the concourse, And when when our fans are uh, waiting in line, there is a uh, a PowerPoint presentation that repeats, uh, that gives information about the solar panels, real-time energy production, how folks can get involved in the sustainable and alternative energy movement in northeast Ohio. So, you know, if they're in line waiting for a beer, they're going to learn about alternative energy whether they want to or not. And it's a (laughs) wonderful
1: I love it. It's kind of like when you're standing in the line at Disneyland and the the cartoons say over and over and over again. My kids love it, but I'm, yeah. I think, oh my gosh, change <laughs> the record. But but no, that's great. That's really really great. It's kind of like this is something that I tell folks who are associated with the go green initiative all the time it's wonderful if you use recycled content paper but say so you know if you if you print your business cards on recycled content paper or your double-sided copies of handouts on recycled content paper put a little footer on that and say so it you know it's one thing to, to do the right thing but part of the glory of a great go green program is these little things we can do to educate People who are seeing it. So having a display underneath your solar panels is fantastic because the fans can understand why it's there, what it's doing, and and learn a little bit while they're waiting for a, a brewski. That's a great idea. I Absolutely. Love
4: it. And in addition to to that, we also have a, a game day staff here called the Indians Green Team. There are about uh, a half a dozen um, game day staff members um, who their job is to get the word out on what we're doing uh, to tell them to go visit the solar pavilion um To put the word out about how much how many tons we 've recycled that we do use the compostable products that we use green sealed and hundred percent um recycled content paper and custodial products um you know so it 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 's you know it it 's twofold it 's the static at the at at the solar pavilion and it 's also fan interaction.
1: How do they do that? I mean, I'm trying to envision, you know, somebody walking behind the guy, going, you know, popcorn, get your popcorn, and then they're like, we recycle. How does it really work, though? I'm sure that's not what they do. How, how no. does that work? <laughs>
4: um, well, our, we're part of the guest; ser- they're part of the guest services team, so they they solve problems and they also have to get the word out. As I said, um, we have 125 bottle-shaped recycling bins we got from Pepsi around the concourse. So our our staff is is trained. You spot anybody with a, water, with a water bottle or a Pepsi bottle to make sure that they don't put it into the garbage, they put it into the recycling bin, um, and that usually gen, uh, stirs a conversation about what we've been doing.
1: Perfect.
4: Um, you know, we, we also partner uh, with Green Energy Ohio, which is a local outfit here, um, and, and they help us get the word out too.
1: That's great. I-, I love that idea. I had I'd never heard about you guys having, like, green team members at the stadium. That's really cool. Now, I know that, I think it was last year, correct me if I'm wrong, but Major League Baseball Commissioner Bud Selig had encouraged teams in the league to go green, but actually the Cleveland Indians have been recycling at Progressive Field for a long time. You know, what, besides the commissioners, and I thought it was a great press release that he put out, encouraging teams to, to go green, but beyond that, what motivates the Cleveland team, to be environmentally responsible?
4: Well, first and foremost, it, it's definitely the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Bud Seelig actually put us together with Natural Resources Defense Council, mm-hmm. which has just been a fantastic partnership between MLB and NRDC. Um, they have given the guidance to all of us stadium managers, up op- uh, operators, to really, you know, educate us uh, so we can educate our fans and actually do the right thing, recycle the right things, um, and, you know, and be uniform with, with what we're doing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was a great extra push for us. What we were, we've, always, we've always recycled it at Progressive Field since we opened in 1994 when we were known as Jacobs Field. Uh-huh. The solar pavilion really kicked us in the rear, and we thought, hmm, this is a great impact. What else can we do? So we took, we took a look around. We said, hey, recycling, let's kick this up. What we used to do is we used to dump it in one of our four thirty six 36-yard compactors. Our trash hauler would take away and separate it uh, at their facility. We thought there was a better way to do it. So we decided to take a huge step and separate everything here at the ballpark uh-huh. and have a, another recycler come up and, and pick it up for us. So it, there's no chance of it going to the landfill. Oh,
1: that's
4: uh, brilliant. Excuse me. That's brilliant. That's oh, great! <laughs> um, and that really ha- has has given us some some great um, results. Um, let me give you some stats here on, on trash. Yeah. we generated well. We sent three hundred over three hundred three tons fewer to the to the landfill in oh eight and oh uh, seven. We cut our compactor hauls in more than half, um, and recycled almost one hundred and forty tons of materials.
1: That is so great, and I hope everybody anywhere in the vicinity listening uh, in the Cleveland area, Pat's Brad on the back. You should be the VIP in the community because let me tell you folks, there is no more toxic greenhouse gas than nothing, and that is the gas that comes out of landfills. The less that's being sent to landfills by big institutions that have the capacity to create a lot of waste, like a Major League Ballpark, Um, when they're talking about reducing what they send to the landfill by that much, you're breathing easier. You're breathing better. That's less methane that's going up into the atmosphere, and it's also saving taxpayers in Cleveland a lot of money because when a landfill becomes a land full, taxpayers have to pay for a brand new landfill. So this is a huge community benefit that you're giving to, to the community of Cleveland, and I, I hope that... That they recognize that—that's amazing, Brad. I, I love that.
4: Thank you very much. We have gotten some nice recognition uh, from it. The county solid waste district presented us is, with a trash Oscar, <laughs> uh, which is actually an Oscar of the Grouch. Uh, and, you know, we, we look at ourselves as a little city. When we're full here, we have upwards of forty-five thousand people. Oh, you yeah. know, that's that's a suburb here yeah, in yeah. Cleveland. You know, So we, we really have to operate that way. We have to have a police force. We have to have a mayor. We also have to have a very strong custodial team, maintenance team, and trash and recycling
1: uh, operations. That, that is really cool. And, and I'm just so thrilled to hear this going on. I mean, the thought process that you're describing, uh, even just a little phrase of what you said. We wanted to say, how could we do this better? You were already recycling, but you, you asked the question. That's the magic question. What could we do better? And, you know, I don't know if fans out there realize that there are people in Major League Baseball who are pushing the envelope this way. I'm so excited that you're on the show, Brad. Folks, we're going to be back with Brad Moore from the Cleveland Indians just after these commercial breaks. So don't go away. If you want to call in and ask Brad a question, the number to call is 866-472-5788. We'll be right back after these commercial
0: breaks. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com.
3: Hi, my name is Aaron, and I'm a survivor of mannequinism. Mannequinism is basically when you turn into a hard plastic shell. Says from not being politically active. For me, it started when I didn't register to vote. And then I stopped volunteering, and before I knew it, I wasn't doing anything. And that's when I found a small patch of plastic on my right shoulder.
1: Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you
3: by the Ad Council.
0: Do you know what the most complex piece of your business capital investment is? Is it the technology? Is it the infrastructure? Could it be the office and corporate structure? The most complex piece of your business capital investment is the human being. Return on Human Capital is a unique program that discusses some of the most important issues facing leaders in business. Join your hosts, Howard Pines and Jay Santamaria, for Return on Human Capital, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America. Welcome back to
1: Go Green Radio. Today we're talking about America's favorite pastime becoming America's favorite environmental steward. We're talking about baseball, folks, and baseball is going green. We are very blessed to have the guest that we're talking to today, Brad Moore. He is officially, as I mentioned during the last segment, the Assistant Director of Ballpark Operations at Progressive Field for the Cleveland Indians, but we're going to call him the green guru because that's exactly what he is. He has taken progressive field, it turned it green, and he's, he's just never satisfied. This is the guy who's asking constantly, what can we do better, what can we do better? And he's providing some real leadership in Major League Baseball. Brad, thank you so much for joining us on Go Green Radio.
4: Happy to be here, Jill. Thanks.
1: Now, I know that the commissioner of Major League Baseball has been encouraging teams to go green, Is Major League Baseball offering any sort of benefits or incentives from the league if you guys meet certain environmental benchmarks? I mean, are they giving you first-round draft picks if you recycle so many tons of beer cans? Or uh, what is Major League Baseball doing to encourage its teams in this regard?
4: (laughs) I'm sure our Baseball Operations Department would love extra draft picks for sure. (laughs)
1: Um,
4: But, no, there's no incentives um, set like that. Um, what, What... you know, in addition to the, the NRDC partnership with with, ML, with MLB, um, we stadium managers uh, get together each year and, ha- and have meetings. Um, and this year, a big topic was uh, going green, recycling, sustainable. And out of that, uh, a committee was formed, uh, which I'm proud to say I'm a part of. And what we are doing is contacting other teams um, and encouraging them to have a uh, an event on Earth Day or around Earth Day, um, you know, where they can really get their message out to, to their fans, uh, get players involved a little bit more. Uh, it's also a great sponsorship opportunity for the teams. Um, we're also encouraging uh, all, of, all of our teams to uh, join the EPA's WasteWise program. Uh, which a sets great
1: program. Down. Yeah. yeah.
4: That's bench, benchmarks uh, for for your trash and recycling, um, and they also you know give some advice as well. And we also uh, want to encourage everybody to join uh, the EPA's Energy Star program, uh, which fo- focuses a little bit more on energy. So you know we're we're really trying to um, get the the ballparks uniform uh, with, with what they are doing, it, and it can be a challenge because not every every uh, ballpark. Is operated the same. So, you know, some are owned by the team and they can pretty much do what they want. Some are owned by maybe a county or a city or a government entity and they're a little more limited. Uh, right. So there, there are definitely some challenges that, that each team has, but uh, the, the hope of this committee is to get everybody at least thinking about it, doing something, and, and making a difference.
1: Well, and and what you say is so true. I mean, it, there are some best practices that can be shared, but then again, if you're in Seattle, solar may or may not be a great solution. It you know rains there a lot, so you just never know. But I think the the whole idea of you know energy generation. I mean, there's always a way to do that. Um, so it's really thrilling for me, just as a baseball fan, and I'm sure for Go Green Radio listeners to know that Major League Baseball teams are actually collaborating and talking about how to go green. I think that's, that's huge, and, and, and that's pretty new, isn't it?
4: Uh, we, we always meet um, to talk about what goes on in the ballpark, but as far as, far as the green and sustainability, it is relatively new. Uh, we just formed this committee probably about a month and a half ago. Um, you know, But there are a lot of teams doing a lot of things. It's funny you say Seattle. They are one of the leaders in Major League Baseball um, in capturing recycling. Uh, they are also... Looking at solar because solar really? does absolutely solar does work through clouds. Uh, even right now, we are generating electricity. Um, just about every day, we generate electricity. No
1: kidding! Absolutely. Wow. See and, and you know what? I'm learning something, and the fans are going to learn something by by you saying that and the fact that Seattle Stadium might have solar. Wow, that's a huge wake up call and educational opportunity for all of us. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, Brad, tell us. You know. Nobody can do all that you're doing all by yourself even though you're the green guru the Mr. Lorax of uh of the Cleveland Indians but you've got to have partners so tell us about your partners in this effort have you worked with corporations or government agencies to make going green easier or more effective
4: well absolutely that and that's the way to do it you know i i'm a i'm a ballpark guy you know we we know how to how to run a ballpark here keep our fans safe Keep our staff safe, and make sure they have a good time. Uh, this, this these initiatives are kind of new. So we have to learn. Um, and luckily here in Northeast Ohio, uh, a lot of companies and organizations have been very, very uh, eager to work with us. Uh, Green Energy Ohio, as I've said, um, a fantastic outfit has helped us a lot. NRDC. Uh, the Cuyahoga County Solid Waste District has given, given us some great advice on other organizations, um, to work with. Uh, they've also come in and, and done some speeches here to our front office uh, to get the word out to everybody here in the office and not just the operations department.
1: And I don't uh, want to interrupt you except I'm going <laughs> to. <Sure. laughs> because Go Green Radio listeners, huge, huge lesson to be learned from what Brad just said. Your solid waste folks, whether it's your local waste hauler, whether it's a County Solid Waste Authority, may very well be your best resource at a local level. No matter where you are, somebody deals with your waste, um, your trash, your recycling, and those are the folks who are going to be able to help you set up a green program at your business, at your school, at your church, in your home. If you want to find a local resource that's going to be completely on top of what it's going to take for you to maximize your waste diversion and recycling, those are the folks to go to. And and so, Brad, I hate to interrupt you, but that is a kernel of wisdom that everybody can take um, no matter where you live and and use it to your benefit. But please, go back to your partnerships because that's sure. very important.
4: And in, in that vein, we need to keep things local here, uh, at least for our business plan. I mean, it, it helps the local economy. Um, you know, it, it helps us, you know. Trash haul fees are so expensive, and we want to keep them, you know, local. We want to keep jobs here. Our, we use a recycling um, company called Gateway Recycling. They're 40 blocks down the street from us. They take everything. They process it there. They've been a wonderful partner. It's almost a mom and pop. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm, you know, very proud to keep
1: uh, and help
4: out a, a local startup business.
1: Uh, and this- so great to, to think of a major league baseball team as a community um, leader and community advocate that way. I, I think that's as much a part of the leadership role that you're you're taking on as as anything else you're doing to go green. Um, you're also you're a local business. I mean, you're a huge local business, but you're supporting other local businesses, and I love that spirit. I think that's great. Now, speaking of business and the economy, in the couple minutes we have left in the show. There are probably those out there thinking that going green costs too much money, but from what I've read, you've actually realized some cost savings from your green initiative. In the couple minutes we have left, tell us your perspective on the, on the cost situation of going green.
4: Sure. You know, it's going to cost a little bit of money up front, and that everybody knows that. Let me give you an example. Last year, we bought two balers uh, to bale cardboard and another one to bale plastic bottles. Basically, it's just like a hay bale. You're making a giant cube. Of cardboard right. and plastic, um, the plastic almost is like hurting cats. Sometimes it's pretty. <laughs> um, but those cost us about thirty thousand um, mm-hmm. dollars. We in in trash haul savings alone. Never mind the rebates we got for the cardboard and the and the plastic. We paid for those in in about four months. We that and that's
1: you know that's that's just, a quick payback period. That really is. It, it is. And, Brad, I really think, I mean, I'm just going to be bold here, but I think the Cleveland Indians ought to let you take your show on the road. You need to be their ambassador of green. I think what you've learned and what you're advocating um, would be helpful to minor league teams or leagues, um, little league parks. I mean, if you could go around and and give talks, I think that would be outstanding. And uh, I just really appreciate you being on Go Green Radio, Brad. I hope we can have you back again.
4: Oh, I'd be more than happy to, Jill, for sure.
1: Well, folks, Check out the Major League Baseball site at MLB.com and check out the Cleveland Indians site. Uh, Baseball's going green. We're going to be back here next week, same time, same place, with more Go Green Radio. We'll talk to you then.